Hi everybody and welcome to the End the Cells podcast and this is our second live episode we're up and running. I'm joined by Mr. Pink Velvet, Anthony Dunn and special guest Juddy from Juddy Talks. How are you both? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks for having me on. I wouldn't say special guest, but uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'll, do, I'll do it for this evening for these, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> and yourself, I'm all good, Anthony? mate. Ah, very good, mate. It's, it's uh, been a while, feel a, a long time, uh, but it's been good to get back on. It's been a bit of a mental few weeks getting the uh, moving house and whatnot. But uh, as you can see from behind me, it's a bit of a work in progress, a bit like Angie's side, uh, to be fair. But just like Angie's side, it's uh, coming along nicely. So uh, buzzing to get back on and talk about the league leaders. A hundred percent. And I think we'll have to start up with Audrey, guys. And what a game. I mean, for the, new- the neutral journey, it would have been what do you call a thriller. Celtic went 2-0 up, coasting. Aberdeen come back in 2 each, and then literally straight after kickoff, Jada makes it 3-2. But obviously, as we always do on this channel, we like to do a wee pre-summary. What did you think of that game? Yeah, I thought, again, uh, ruthless in the first half, which we have been quite a lot of the season. Um, then, of course, we're, second half, we, we slip and we're not as good. We were punished, two goals. But then, again, like we've seen in Hibs in the cup final, Celtic show that they're they're willing to get a goal as early as possible. Uh, I think it was less than a minute again. Maybe, maybe that, I don't know the exact second, but we're up again and then we score and we see it out. So, uh, yeah, if anything, still to improve on certain aspects, but mm-hmm. all good goals, um, some great build-up play within the goals as well, and, of course, some great standout performers, and, and especially O'Reilly and Jota, which... And we'll, we'll be talking about them quite indefinitely, both fantastic players, and hopefully... As, as Johnny said, there are obviously still some things to sort out within the Postacoglu team, but with, again, we showed our resilience, determination to get the result. Second half, we did, we dropped off. I mean, that's been kind of a, a story of the season, mate. I thought it was game plan. Sometimes it can't be fitness, and obviously the fan and weather plays a part, but what did you think of the game? Uh, well, it was first half was absolutely fantastic again, um, but like you say, Stephen, that the sort of there was a bit of a 10 minutes in the, the second half when, you know, some bad habits came back into play um, and into our play. But having said that, like, like uh, Juddy's uh, just alluded to there, the, the big thing about what we seem to be having more and more of this uh, this Celtic side is a wee bit more resilience. Uh, and, you know, if there's a bit of a setback, you don't feel, you know, you think back to this time last season, the minute we went a goal behind or we conceded a goal or, or uh, the, even if play wasn't going in our favour, you didn't feel like that we had it in within us to sort of get it back in our favour, as it were. But I must admit, even although Aberdeen came at us really much in the second half and got the two goals in quick succession to get back level, I, I you know, I, I felt okay. I, I did think like, well, right, okay, we'll, we'll be we'll be all right. We've still got plenty of time to, to get our lead back. I didn't expect it to come as quick as it did, mind you. I mean, I think I was still ranting about the the marking at the set play whilst I was waiting on the kettle boiling and by the time I got back through we were 3-2 up so uh, aye, it's um, it just shows you that this Celtic side's made of strong stuff and uh, you could say uh, the kind of stuff that champions are made of 100% I think it's a sign of champions when you win games ugly isn't it Johnny and some of the games will happen over this season. Pastor Cody said that himself. Not every game is going to be absolutely fantastic, free throwing, scoring, scoring goals for fun. But one thing we've seen again, it's kind of been a theme. The first half dominance, and we're starting to take it to them and score early goals, and we're getting into half time, two another, three another up in some games. And th- this game was no different. I thought, but Todry, I don't know about you, Johnny, but it, it sounded like a Morgan the first half that 
the, the fans were getting on the, their players' backs. Stephen Glass is already under enough pressure. And for me, that's that was great to see. We turned them totally against them, didn't we? Yeah, I think uh, when you say it, it sounds like a morgue. It was a bit as empty as one as well because <laughs> hardly any of the... There was hardly any of the home support there again. And if we can talk about ticket allocation for, for weeks and weeks and weeks, that never gets sorted for clubs, uh, both Glasgow clubs, but more importantly Celtic. Like, um, again, what, 2,000 2, there last night, I think. Um, yeah. And it sounded like a like a home game when you listen to it. Like, there's there's no atmosphere coming from home teams uh, in, in the league, apart from, like, like if you go Rangers or... There's, it's really hard to, to say. It depends. Like Motherwell was okay on Sunday, uh, or last Sunday it was all right. But um, and and that helps Celtic. And like Cal McGregor spoke about it this season as well. How how important the fans have been and playing a part and digging in. And I think that was one of the things last night. Like you see how how loud the fans are, and it, it works hand in hand with the way we play. Especially in the first half because. Everybody's still still fresh at the pub, whatever pub they piled out from Aberdeen <laughs> last night, and they're, and they're giving it large. And, and and it helps Celtic because the first half we've seen it a lot this season. We have been great, um, but yeah, Petodre, disappointing to see what fans are like now. But uh, rather than go into it because we honestly we, this would be a, a week long podcast if we, we spoke about away ticket allocation all night. But uh, aye, no good performance in the first half again. See, to be honest with you, Johnny, I, I wasn't even arguing to get in in terms of allocation, but you do make a good point, and I obviously want to get Alfie's opinion on it. I mean, when you, when you tuned in, I was one of them guys who bought the, the link on Red TV, so no snipers in the comments, please. But when, when you tuned in, you're expecting a, an atmosphere, a Wednesday evening in Batadry, one of them cold nights that people talk about, you come out and support your local team or whatever team it is, do you know what I mean? And you, you looked around the stadium, and obviously Celtic always sell out their allocation, and it's just, for me, it's... Borderline embarrassing that they can't sell like that on a Wednesday evening. Yeah, I mean it's it's bizarre. I mean Aberdeen um, are the, the third biggest team in in Scotland, and you know I've been up at Aberdeen many a time, and it's been uh, either relatively full, or like no more, more or less full or, or full capacity. And anyone that would tell you it's made the journey up there, it's it's one of the best away days you can have. But whatever, I, I appreciate that they're knowing the best kind of forum at the minute. But, you know, come on, it's, like you say, perfect conditions. Yes, it was cold, but, you know, it was Aberdeen, you know, you're not expecting, you know, you know, this, this, what, Siberia, you know, the Lanzarote weather or something, you know. It's, <laughs> uh, it's, and, you know, I, I just thought it, it was a perfect night for them to, you know, put up a bit of a fight. But, um, you know, just the, the, the supporters just didn't, they weren't really there at all. They kind of, they found their voice a little bit. When they got back into it in the second half, but yeah, there was uh, a lot of empty seats, and especially post-pandemic, it's not what you want to see. But we're, we're not mm. sort of saying that we should get free rein in other people's stadiums week in week out. But you know, you look at other clubs that have taken the um, the sensible approach. You know, clubs like St Johnston, Livingston, etc., who are more than happy for us to to come because, for the simple fact that they know that they don't have. Uh, the means to fill the stadiums that they do, but you would like to think that Aberdeen would be one of the clubs that do it. But we've we've seen this at um, Tynecastle and Easter Road as well uh, recently, um, where our allocation has been cut uh, to accommodate more home fans. And then you take a look around, and it's just swathes upon empty seats. I'm all for home fans, as many home fans getting in as they can. But uh, if you're going to lock us out, be sure to fill your ground. 
hundred percent. I think Francis just kind of sums it up perfect. I mean, make space. We'll always sell it out the case and Chile, but. We're going to talk about some of the players, and you brought up Jada. We'll start with him. Absolutely fantastic, and I think it's ten goals now he has and ten assists, something around that. His record stands, and him and Abada on the wings have made a great difference to our side. But Jada took took the game by the scruff of the neck last night, didn't he? The, the first goal, Man already played him in with a wonderful ball. I thought their keeper probably should have done better, but we'll take it. And then his, his second goal was absolutely fantastic to keep us put us back into the game and the ascendancy, wasn't it? Yeah, not to mention the little four iron they had up to Joe Hart as well. Oh, good. did did you so, see that? Yeah, it was, oh, it was amazing. It was good, it was good but uh, nah, Jota, a, a very special talent, and and the same goes. Don't fall in love with loan players, but I'm going to be emotionally damaged if if he doesn't sign it in, in the summer because he's 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 brilliant. He just any time he gets the ball, he's like, you're, he's one of the players who gets you off your seat. Just any time he's yeah. got the ball, uh, he's really really. Special, great talent. Uh, he's got some good trickery about him as well. Um, so yeah, he was brilliant last night. Like you said, the first goal, keeper probably could have done, be- done better, but we take them. Do you know what I mean? And uh, the second one, great technique to, to to get that turn off quickly and and smash it into the ground to come up and, and get nowhere near the keeper. So yeah, that's what you need. We need players like that who are willing to uh, go out and win. Go out and willing to express themselves and entertain, as 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 the late Bertie Old would say, it's so important for Celtic players. But um, yeah, he, he was brilliant last night, and we need players like that because players like that can win his games single handedly. And well, last night was a great example of that. A hundred percent. I think Ian McIntosh makes a great point, Anthony. That Jada, if you do types, doesn't seem to type the fancy of freezing night, a freezing night at Pontardry, but by God, he did and. As Johnny said there, he's, he's just electric, his pace, his trickery and his finishing. And it's great to have him back in the team. Fit again, isn't it? Because we missed him for a while, but then because we had to play Mickey Johnson or it was Montgomery on the left and he's back again. The quality just rises. And I know we said on the last podcast, there's no drop, but p- people like Jada, you, you can't really replace him single-handedly with people who are coming in for him in the team. And as Johnny says, I mean, we did it with Elanusi, didn't we? And Paddy Roberts, we all fell in love with these players and they didn't, didn't sign in the end and it turned into a big saga for years and years and years. I just hope Jada signs that contract, do you? Oh, of course. I'd, I'd love him to stay. He's, and, and he just seems to have caught the bug um, playing for Celtic as well. You, you can tell he's he's not just here to, you know, get fit for next season or anything like that. Um, wherever he does end up, or I mean, I hope it's obviously with us, but you can tell he's absolutely loving every minute uh, he'd been with us. And like you say, you always worry sometimes with, with these kind of more uh, kind of flair-type players, when they come to us, they, they sometimes have a great start and then they, they pick up a few niggles and then we never quite see them reaching those uh, early season levels again. You know, I think uh, particularly maybe El Yunusi being the perfect example, you know, he was absolutely flying uh, that season under Neil and then he got the injury um sort of early December he did come back but it, it, it just he didn't really get the opportunity and then obviously yeah. you know lockdown happened um, and where everything was curtailed and we didn't really ever get the opportunity to see him hit those those heights again but Jot has just came back and he's just slotted right back in again and he's absolutely incredible to watch you know we're, we're, we're very spoiled as Celtic fans we know we've, we've had some Great entertainers over the years, um, not just their generations, but generations before. But this guy's um, he's as good as anything that I, I can certainly remember. And it looks like, you know, he, he is just as a promising career as a golfer uh, as he does a footballer as well. It was a perfect chip up to Joe Hart in the, in the goal. 
uh, for his celebration. I think the only thing we can be thankful for is that it was Joe Harton goals and no Barkas because he'd have probably dropped it. <laughs> An Aberdeen fan with either no teeth or a Bovril spilt out of them. That's what the Barkas you bring up Aberdeen fans, Johnny, and I'm obviously going to move on to be second. But what was the, what do you think the crack was that Aberdeen fan ran onto the pitch and oh, ran up the Joe Hart? I don't know. I know I'm a vlogger, right? And there's a bad vloggers get a bad rep because there's so many bad ones out there. But that's something I would never do. You'll never catch me running apart with a camera and get a picture of a player or something. That was just outrageous. I don't even know what that is. Um, do you know? Do you know the funniest thing about it though? Is the fact that he ran a hundred yards. I don't know if you've seen the uncut video, but he's ran like a hundred yards to get to the player. Yeah, ran back, right? Opened the safety gate to get back. Yes. and opened it and went up to the stand. It's not even. It's not unsure. It's like approached him. Like he could have ran on with a whatever. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you know what I mean? Opens the uh, safety gate. Like you need to pull it out. It's under tension. You pull it out and back into see I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, I no, think. No. I think Pastor Cogley said that as well, that he doesn't mind that sort of thing, but you're right, you don't know what they're coming on with, or do you know what I mean? The, we've seen the, was it the Leicester game? Someone went on, went on from the Donnie and Farris and attacked the, attacked the players. It's just mad, so you don't know what's going to happen. I do agree there, but Matt O'Reilly, again, Anthony shared in the, our group chat today about the, the police down there pull up a missing persons report. He's been stolen or something, and it's, a incredible bit of business to get him. I mean, Tom Rodzik, a cracking player, but Man O'Reilly is just—he's sublime as well, isn't he? Yeah, he is. There's a, there's a few of the boys I know who actually play down in in that league that he was at, and have said like when gave me a message when we signed him, saying, "By the way, you've got some player on you. Like he's well above this level, and he's 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 made his money's worth already. And what a handful mm-hmm. of games he's he's been brilliant. So hopefully big things to come from him. That's just another bit of great business that Celtic have done, which you don't really say often. But this this season, it's uh, you're saying it every week. It's been it's been great. So just enjoy it while it lasts, and hopefully he's here for a for a good few seasons and can contribute to some titles that Celtic hopefully win. Yeah, hundred percent. He took his goal well, even though it was deflected from. I think it was Bates's ankle, which is great to see for a Rangers player. And Sean Ross comes in here and says, "If Jalen doesn't sign, he'll be heartbroken." I think we're all kind of saying that really here, and he yeah. needs to sign that contract. Then, Anthony, you look at Matt O'Reilly, one point five million MK dollars. I've said that countless times since he's come in. It just has to be spoken about that that, that that money involved for a guy who was I think, most productive midfield player in England in the top five leagues, which is absolutely fantastic. He's come in. He's took his goal well. He's had already three or four assists in the team. The most passes forwards in the, in the last couple of games. Rodzik, O'Reilly, what are you thinking? Unbelievable players, aren't they? Yeah, we're just spoiled that we've got both and we can you know, decide which one uh, we want to have on the park or there might be the instance where we, we have them both on. It's a bit like back in the day when we used to be able to uh, have a uh, sort of debate who's our best £6 million striker to play upside along with Henrik, you know, Sutton or Hartson. It's uh, great choices for uh, any manager they have. Um, but yeah, like I said uh, on the group chat, Stephen, I love the, 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 the little tweet from Milton Keynes Police saying, you know, there's, there's been a robbery at, um, at MK Dons. <laughs> you know, if anyone's got any information, get in touch, you know. But what a player yeah, he's, he's proved to be. And uh, yeah, you even, even see he's he's maybe not quite as animated um, in terms of personality as terms in, in like uh, like Juranovic is or, or Jota or stuff. He's, he seems like quite a reserved guy. Um, mm-hmm. But then you've seen you they put a microphone in front of him after um, our uh, demolition derby against uh, Rangers and he just was like, I've never experienced anything like this in my life. 
um, in terms of atmosphere and, you know, he says that the supporters are just incredible. So in his own way, he's caught the bug as well. And uh, as Jerry says, just hope he's, he's here to, you know, kind of play his trade with us for, for a good number of years, hopefully. Um, whether like, him and Tom Rogic, you know, it's, it's hard to say. You know, Tom's just gave us so many great memories over the years as well and is continuing to do so. So, um, yeah, long may they both uh, reign supreme in a Celtic jersey. I think we could say Francis here has a wee uh, soft spot for Man already as well. <laughs> Best looking boys about, <laughs> according to him. But you, you look at it, Johnny. You, you look at it, Johnny. I mean, O'Reilly's brilliant. And I, I want to bring up some, not negative points, but things that you spoke about. I've seen an absolute pylon from some Celtic supporters and some out, out within Celtic as well on Maeda. People saying that he looked suspect, that he looked like he was slow, the Aberdeen centre halves were outpacing him. I just think that's an issue that he needs to catch up with fitness. He just finished a whole season in the J-League, top goal scorer. And me personally, the J-League's probably a better standard than the SPFL to, from the players we've brought in anyway. And it's, we're too quick sometimes to judge players. We've done, we've done it with Jack and Magus. Me personally, I did as well. I kind of criticise him, especially after that Livingston game. But he's, Jack and Magus, personally, he's come back and proved us all wrong. What do you think about this meta pylon that's been kind of circling on social media? I really don't agree with it. I think we, what we've been is is very lucky in a sense that we've had a player like Kyogo come in who hit the ground running after half a season in the J League. Hatati, mm. who of course had a wee bit of a kind of a break and with the winter break being brought forward. What people need to remember as well is if us three went on holiday to Japan next week and came back, you're jet lagged for about three, four days. Let's still kid ourselves on here. Do you know what I mean? So the guys came back, went and played a few minutes or 20, 30 minutes in the derby and then played at Motherwell and then up to Aberdeen away. For anybody, mm. that's that's quite a lot. So the guy's rapid. He's he's decent. I, I like him. I mean, I just think I rate him so highly because although Edward was such a great player, um, it, what we've missed is a striker as well to work. Edward was, mm. was a lazy striker, but on the ball, magnificent. He was. But Kyogo, Maeda, always on the shoulder. Like always on the verge of being offside, always looking for the ball. The work they're doing off the ball as well is great. They're, do you know what I mean? So, um, I, I, I don't, I don't agree with it. But I, that's why we do these podcasts and, and football. It's about a game of opinions in it, but it's not my opinion. I just think that um, we're, we're, we're picking out negatives because there's nothing else to pick out. <laughs> it's like it's 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 that old saying is it too good to be true so you're trying yeah. to find something that looks a bit iffy and I think Johnny he's bang on as Francis said there in the comments that people are quick to judge we talk about it in this podcast all the time that people are quick to judge Celtic players if they have a bad game I've seen Hatate getting some negative comments last night as well for his performance but well, he's been an absolute go ahead I, I, what I said about Hatate last night was Hatati had his first average performance in a Celtic shirt. Mm-hmm. Every other one's been absolutely phenomenal. Like we're calling him the best midfield in the league. Fans have been singing praises. Like I'm sure there's a chant getting made about him now because we're mm-hmm. we're like uh, we're like Eminem bringing out a new album every every week. The now we're, we're brilliant with this with the songs. But he, he genuinely had his first average performance, and I don't think he was bad. I think he was average. He looked leggy along with O'Reilly, who I thought looked quite leggy as well. Come the 60th minute, so. Um, Nah, we need to give players time. Like, if if you told that, me that, last season that with this season we would be arguing about players or or are they maybe not there when we're winning games every week, I'd have said, "Aye, right, no worries." Do you know what I mean? Like, I would have been yeah. rubbish. So, aye, but 
That's that wasn't me call that wasn't me calling your tweet out, by the way. It was just oh, me. No, 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 I didn't think you were. <laughs> no. It was it was just merely what I seen on Twitter after the game. Obviously you see the home meta pile on and people commenting underneath and Anthony that Atate wasn't great, but he's been an absolute sensation. And I think Johnny again, like when you speak about Meta, he can back it from Japan, literally on a twit, whatever it is, twenty four hour flight, I don't know. Then he's on the bench in the Derby, comes on, plays at Motherwell and then plays up with Pataudry. It's a it's a big shift, especially when you're coming literally from the other side of the continent, and you can see his pace, you can see his determination, him closing down, and maybe he hasn't quite clicked yet in the final third, but he's still got two goals in five games, which is a decent return. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. He's got, um, you know, he's, I would argue to an extent, set the tone for this, you know, post winter break, you know, juggernaut that we've been that we've been you know i was there that night um first game back against hibs and obviously we were getting introduced to these new signings and we were you know a bit you know how are these guys going to settle in are we going to have another you know kyogo type uh player or are they going to take a while to settle in within five minutes the guy had scored in his debut uh you know and as we as we alluded to there um hatati showed a lot of glimpses of what he was capable of that night and he got man of the match um, okay, Maida maybe missed a couple of chances at Aloha, but you know, it's all about results in the cup and, and we went through it. He then went off on international duty, came back and you know, more than contributed uh, the night that we beat Rangers. And then I thought he had a brilliant game against Motherwell, yeah, coming on off the left. And then when he played through the middle, you know, it's the last thing you'd want to see if you're a Motherwell centre half. And he got his customary goal. Um, I think, like you say, he huffed and puffed a bit last night, but that's probably like. You know, jet lag and fatigue catching up with him a little bit, but he he still contributed. Um, but there is uh, a few. Uh, I can understand a few of the boys saying his first touch wasn't great last night. It, it did get away from him a few mm-hmm. times. But listen, if it, uh, if the striker is going to you know misplace, I have a few bad first touches, but we still come away for Petodri with three points. Then uh, yeah, I'm I'm not going to be pushing any panic buttons just yet. But he'll have uh, yeah. a big part to play. As, as the season goes on, I'm sure. I think Ian Brent, Brent sums it up as well, doesn't it? Scottish football, it's frantic, Johnny. And you have to talk about this second half. It was a, it was a scare, let's be honest. And Aberdeen came out the traps flying. Suddenly their support found a, a minimal voice with all the support they had in the stadium. But they came out of the traps. They got their goal from Ramirez. We'll talk about that one first. And I've seen a lot of people saying that's like the defensive frailties creeping back in. And I tend to agree sometimes with following the old habits again. Set pieces seem to always be a killer for Celtic. Yeah, um, same old story. I'm sure there's. I think this is what your 94th or 93rd uh, episode. How 93rd. Yeah. 93rd. To, to probably rewind how many times you've talked about set piece defending, it would maybe be 50 oh. or more guys. So, um, one of the things I think every team has a weakness. I think it's something that Angelo, I'm confident in, will look at. Um, there'll be a lot more kind of organisation in there. Um, I'm sure Callum McGregor as well will start taking kind of more responsibility in that and getting people organised, which we've seen him do a lot more. There's been a lot more kind of light shone on him since the derby and stuff like that of what he's becoming a, a true captain now and uh, being a lot more vocal and stuff. So things like that will come into place. I think I don't think we will lose the league if we have to lose the league due to set pieces. I don't think it's a major issue, but of course it's still disappointing. We want a clean sheet every week, but. Um, the first one was a, was a little bit difficult it, it just happened so quick it was a great set piece so uh, it was yeah hey, Ramirez is like a, a sharpshooter isn't he 
he is, he is a good he's a good striker. I think he has 13 or 14 goals in the league, Anthony. But you see them training ground set pieces, and Celtic have done a few of them themselves this season. And it's just not nice to concede. As, as Johnny rightly alluded to the fact there that if we were back in the podcast, literally about 50 percent of would be about set pieces, and it just comes back to haunt us time and time again, doesn't it? It does, yeah. I mean, I remember uh, my first podcast, uh, my appearance on this show was um, the night that we, after we lost to Ross County, which proved to be Neil Lennon's last game. And that was, apart from introducing myself, that was the first thing we spoke <laughs> about. Um, horrific defending from a set play. Um, and yeah, like, like you guys say, I mean, you can have all the defensive set up in the world, but sometimes a well-worked set piece is a well-worked set piece and you just got to take your hat off to it. So I would for the first one. I think the first one is just one of those ones. It was well-worked. Um, we done something similar uh, against Motherwell uh, back in uh, December when, when Tom Rogic put it in the, the roof of the net. Um, it was well-worked and doesn't matter who you have defending, sometimes they just come off. The second one, however, is far more um, basic, yeah. basic errors. It's just not... You know, I'm going, I was about to say they mark your man properly or put your man up, but I know we are, you know, disciples for this uh, zonal system. Uh, I'm not a fan of it. I've never been convinced by it. Um, but, you know, it, it's one of those things. Um, when we were talking earlier about, you know, the, the Twitter pile and sort of thing, I, I actually haven't seen much of the, the Maeda stuff, I must admit, but I did notice um, that... As, as per um, Carol Starfield seemed to come in for a lot of criticism again last night and can maybe point to him for, for the second goal but I do think um, I'm going to stick up for him a bit as well because he's been he's had a, he had a sticky start to his career but he's been an absolute revelation sort of from I would say from December onwards and especially in the games that you know Tynecastle Rangers he was absolutely magnificent against Rangers he was one of my man of the matches um, that, that night and um as I say, maybe didn't have his best game last night, but there was also periods in the play where he was he was fearless. Um, so yeah, I think it's just one of those things. Doesn't matter how good things are at Celtic, sometimes um, they'll always be <laughs> um, a, a little bit of moaning about something. So, um, but yeah, I, I, and it probably would have been louder had we dropped points last night. But for the time being, yeah. we're picking up results and grinding out results coinciding with um, getting big wins as well. So it's all about results at uh, this time of the season um, and putting those points on the board because if we keep doing that, then whatever anyone else does is irrelevant. 100%. I think Jared Thomas, welcome again, mate. He kind of sums it up as well, Johnny. Hi, if you're like a free point in a venue like that, you'll take it, no matter if it's a tight game or not. But I seen that as well, Johnny. I don't know if you've seen it. The footage going around with the, the the fans across the city celebrating, saying we, we will not be moved. And then yeah. next minute, they're like, oh, "It was fun that last." I, it, was, so it, was, like... it was it was nice to see them get half half the chorus in and then and then cut <laughs> off. Uh, but I, it's just it's like the banter years are back. Do you know what I mean? But and we, without getting ahead of ourselves, we've no won a treble yet. We've no won the league yet. We've still oh no, no, no. But, but it's uh, it, it was brilliant. I think it was genuinely half a chorus. It was it was a half. <laughs> it, it was the we shall was, not be mercy at them. It was uh, it was it was the it was the comment behind him going. Ah, oh, it was fun while it lasted. That made me laugh. It really uh, did. It was yeah. funny. Like, uh, and then obviously as well, I want to speak to you about people do are talking about the second half tail off. And I thought personally in the derby game, Johnny, it was more of a game plan. 
and it, and it was executed very well. We soaked up pressure and we allowed them to dominate possession, kind of toyed with them a bit, which was fantastic to see. Motherwell, the kind of same trend, and then Aberdeen, they came out flying. It seemed like we couldn't really cope with the first 25 minutes of their pressure, and it seemed it was everlasting. I know we got the goal in between that, but do you think maybe if you're looking for something to pick at, that could be a bit of a concern? A concern, maybe, but the, the way I look at it, and I, I might people might agree, people might disagree, is we come out so we come out like a greyhound out the traps in the first half. We're mm. so intense, like you can remember that was vital. Remember, especially in Europe years ago, like when when we were coming out in Europe against these big teams, we made it difficult for them when we played Man U, Milan's, all stuff like that. When we came out so intense in the first half and and just got that style going where it's work 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 try and get that early goal of course you're going to be a little bit leggy in the second half but what we need to remember now is we've got five subs as well so things can change quite easily yeah. and we've got the quality that can come off the bench um which is great and it suits us to be a concern yes in europe things like that can be a concern but then if we start winning the league we, then we start bringing in players of the same quality for a bigger depth in the squad I just think what the most important thing is getting a couple of goals up in the first half, especially, and maybe things like we aren't like Starfelt can be a bit shaky at times, but like Anthony said, I, I kind of stick up for him as well. I think Starfelt has been good in points this season. I think a lot of people who maybe go to the games will understand that as well in the sense that you see what he does off the ball. He's, I think his position for a second and a half is great. I mean, you look at players like Harry Maguire at Manchester United just now, constantly chasing his tail. His positional awareness is terrible. I think Carol Starfelt's positioning is quite good for a centre-half. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like that we can work on. But if we've got a relentless attacking force and midfield who are willing to press, win the ball high up the park and score goals in the first half, for me that can only mean goals and, and good things if we tidy up the defence in other parts. Well, effectively, I mean, we are killing off teams, so to speak, in the first half. Dilly, I do agree. But I think the way you have to look at it as well, if... and. Julie alluded to in Europe, European football, where Celtic want to be. If if this is kind of the trend, that I'm not saying it's fitness. I'm not going to go into that whole debate because Anz Postecoglou has made it pretty clear the players never stop. Uh, maybe that's the case. They're still adapted to that style for a full ninety minutes. What's your opinion on the whole tail off thing? And I think James makes a great point as well. But we'll, we'll talk about that in a wee second. But in terms of the second half, where do you stand? Yeah, I think it was it's sort of two different uh, different sort of elements. I, I agree with Stephen that the, the Rangers game was more of a, let's just, you know, games won, just see it out, good game management um, and the, what we were sort of, that we, we did that very well um, last week. This week I think it was a bit more of Aberdeen came back into the game and, and they, they really tried to make a game of it. Um, they, they, they just threw everything at us and for that 10 minute spell we, we were on the ropes um, so you you do have to give them credit for that as well. But I do agree, and Andrew's even alluded to it as well, with players like Hatate and, and, and whatnot, that even though they're, you know, like you say, as, as Jerry says, they're coming out the traps and it's 100 miles an hour, um, these guys are still getting up to um, fitness. And even the boys that have been there since the summer, um, although we're sort of riding the crest of this wave of momentum at the moment, um, the way that Ange demands... Uh, or the demands he puts on these players, it it must be a lot to to try and constantly uh, keep up with. Um, so I suppose it's only only natural that um, perhaps that there is a, a tailing off at the moment. All going well, I don't think you'll see that 
this time mm. next season because they'll have had another you know calendar year of, of, of working with them and uh, and getting used to you know just the, that the, the intensity of uh, the way he plays. I mean, it's just it's. I think Ralph Ranić described it as kind of heavy metal football. It's just constant press, 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 and um, do not give the opposition um, a moment of peace. And like you say, it, it, it can be quite difficult to to come up to that um, straight away. But I'm hopeful um, that we do get there eventually. And um, but yeah, but it was great to see that even when we are tailing off. For the time being, anyway, we're not getting uh, getting punished for it. But and just to round off as well about your uh, the, the YouTube video, it was absolutely brilliant, wasn't it? I mean, there they were giving it big licks, absolutely insistent that they would not be moved. And uh, ten seconds later, they were. <laughs> oh, definitely. And I think as well. I mean, thanks to everyone getting involved in the comments on our live section. We're averaging 37 to 40 viewers, which is great for us. Johnny's that's we small numbers do, big man, but sure. Oh, listen, I mean, we'll, we'll start. <laughs> uh, 100%. But James made a great point, and I think Sean follows this up pretty well as well. He said, Do you think sometimes Starfelt tries too hard, Johnny? And then James said, Do you think there's something that a taller centre back they can play with the ball? No, we've got Julian, but people seem to forget about him. He is back in the squad and he's come back to full fitness. But there seems to be a clamour among the support that we do need another centre back. I don't think we need another centre half. Julian is if he comes comes in. There's the thing is as well. Julian's got a goal in him. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, Julian's got a goal in him for set pieces. What I do like about Carter Vickers though, uh, for me, being a when I used to play years ago, he was a defender. So I like to look at the for me. He's been one of Celtic's best, but he's in the top three. Of course, you look at attackers and say, oh they score goals and they're entertaining but for me Vickers has been solid he plays the ball out for the back so well I mean how many centre-halves have we had at Celtic who are absolute bomb scares who every time you got the ball there was just a gasp in Celtic Park as if somebody had been shot you're like <gasps> do you know what I mean he plays the ball out for the back for the uh, plays the ball well out from the back um, Scales as well can play in that role uh, at centre-half Um I spoke to him at the start of the season. He said he would like to follow in the footsteps of someone like Van Dyke, which kind of says that his preferred position is maybe a centre mm-hmm. half. Um, so you've got players like that. I think Starfelt, again, it's one of the things fans are picking out wee bits and bobs that we're just trying to pick out. I mean, we've got 21 points out of 21. Oh, um, uh, no. Fantastic, it's, isn't it? It's one of the things. I thought Starfelt as well, when he caught up that injury, I thought um, he was the best player in the park against St Johnston, the 2 the 2 0 game. Thought he was the best player in the park that day. Um, and I think that was the day he got injured, actually. I think he came off for about 10 minutes to go. Uh, but he's been good. He's been good. Um, taller centre-halves, not too sure. I think Andrew's style, especially with Joe Hart, you have no other style apart from playing it out for the back because you know how quick he wants to get the ball down and, and played out. But for me, I think the centre-halves are doing a great job and, and it's healthy if, jo- if Julian comes back soon because then you might see an extra kick from Carroll Starfield or Vickers to try and keep their space. Exactly. Julian to come back in, so uh, God knows. But. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. I think Julian coming back in, it's much like Forrest and Abada, that type of competition, isn't it? You push people on, but Anthony, where, where do you stand on it before we move on, the centre-back kind of thing? Yeah, I can understand the, the argument. I, I must admit, if, if, if everyone's fit, I would still have Starfelt and, and Vickers at the moment. I think they've proved uh, to be a, a very solid partnership. But, you know, we've, we've got one trophy in the bag already. We're still fighting on another three fronts. So everyone is going to be used at some point. Um, so there will be opportunity, I'm sure, for Julian to go and, you know, show Ange Postacoglu what he can do. Um, as 
with, with Welsh as well. I'm sure he'll be, you know, back in uh, and featuring at times as well. Um, I think it was I think it was Jed that just put up on the comments here that he thinks that both of the guys are due arrest this weekend. Um, I would imagine at least one of them uh, would would yeah. sit out for the for the for the cup game. But uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll get to line up predictions pretty soon. Yeah, hundred percent. I hope I hope Ian McIntosh isn't referring to us as Davis. No, we are. No, only joking, big man. I think you're a great uh, point. Absolutely not. <laughs> but Johnny, before we move on, I want to talk about that Celtic top of yours. I said to you off air, the first yeah. player pops in the pops into my mind that when I see that kit is Stylian Petrov, and then you have the pictures like Baldi flash past and tell the people how you got that because I think it's, I know it's probably a mean, like a story, but it's class that how cheap it was as well. I was just, I don't really wear colours. A lot of people, if you see me at the games, I don't really wear colours. I wear like some sort of green jacket or whatever. And I've just never wore colours going out and about. It was just, just never done that. Uh, and I was looking for some retro shirts to, to hang up in the studio. And I went on and seen it on eBay, brand new, seven quid by now. It had been up for about three minutes. So it was just by chance. But no, as a, as a classic, the old Black Magic kit. But um, I know it's. Uh, they don't make them like this anymore. That's the thing. They no. don't. They don't. Uh, and I'm sure the people who are younger or, when, or my age, when they'll be looking back at the the green one with the clover on it for this season and saying the same thing. But uh, I, they just don't make them like this anymore. Even though they have the worst tasting beer ever made. Uh, <laughs> but I, well, felt that cat. They love it. It is a cracker, Anthony. What what comes to your mind? You look at that because all sorts of memories flash through my flash through my head, like. Yeah, it's, it's one of my favourite away kits as well, I must admit. It's uh, the, the original uh, Black Magic. I remember saving up all my summer holiday pocket money to get it for the, when it came out. And I think we played um, MK Hungaria in the Champions League uh, qual- like final uh, qualifier that year uh, to get into the, the Champions League. It was Henrik's final season. Uh, so that's, I always think of Henrik in it purely because it's the last away kit. Um, that he ever wore. I suppose he, he did wear the dark green one on cup final day that was going to be getting worn the season after, but he's, that was uh, what he wore in his last full season uh, at Celtic. Um, but I totally agree with Juddy as well. You know, I, I, I do tend to buy a few of the um, a few of the kits. I mean, my, my missus treated me to some of the new Adidas gear, um, I must admit, uh, last season. I've not bought any this year's kits, but um, I do have a few of the, the retro ones. I'm sporting the the 86 Love Street uh, one tonight. Um, the old kits are just... I think they bring out too many now, uh, Stephen. I think, like, perfect example, you know, the Black Magic kit they have done is... Um, you know, when they used to come out, you would either release a new Hoops every season, uh, every two years, and then with the alternate years, you'd bring out a new away top. So you used to get minimum two years. So there was a bit of time would be able to get built up and you can create memories. Uh, with these kits and it's the same when you look at some of the, the old school kits down south in England as well some of the, the classic you know Man United tops and the classic Arsenal tops um, you just see them and instantly you can remember you know great players you know Cantona, Henri or, or players like that but nowadays it's like you know they bring three kits out a year plus all the training gear and it's just a case of like you know what season was that again you know you, you forget which one it was yeah. um, you don't get the time to really appreciate them now I mean a kit that was costing the uh, guys 60 quid at the start of the season um, is going to be obsolete in a few months uh, when they bring out the new ones so you know I, I, I wish they would get back to um, just releasing them every every other year but you know I, don't, I know that's an absolute pipe dream Yeah that's a crack on top Johnny it really is but back to the again and Johnny we're in Scully's Cup action in the fifth round we're playing Rafe Rovers 
they've been involved in their own kind of turmoil, but we're not gonna not gonna touch that. I think that that wasn't themselves probably pretty badly. But you, you, you look at Celtic can end of this game. I mean, a tough run of fixtures. We've we've completed it as you said, twenty one points from twenty one since the turn turn of the year, Christmas time, December. What way? What would you do? What would be your approach if you're resting players? Where, where are you coming from? I think today's the uh, today. Sorry, Sunday's a great opportunity for a. Uh, for Ange to, to, to see some players he's not maybe seen. I'd love to see Scales in at centre-half on Sunday. Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. he, he can play there. He said that he likes to play there. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to see Scales in at centre-half. Um, that would be great. I know, he, I know he was there for bits of uh, betis at home, but I'd like to see Scales in there. I'd maybe like to see Dukamakis play again. Uh, I think Kukamakis, if he gets a couple of goals, like he's just going to kick on. I know he done. He never, never really scored or whatever the, the other two games, but what he has, he work off the ball. Uh, he created a lot of space. Um, certainly, in the last few games for for guys like Jota Abada to get in behind, and, and that's great. Um, and yeah, maybe a little Ben Dolkin in again. Uh, maybe another player mm-hmm. for the team coming up. Maybe maybe refeature Moffat again. Not too sure. Um, but it would be great to see some more players come in who we maybe don't get to see each week and, and get to show themselves. Because as much with all respect to Wraith, I, I think it's a game that no matter what squad we put out, we go out and win comfortably. So um yeah. Well it's a it's a game, as you said, like it's Saturday against Wraith in the Scottish Cup. And I know there's banana skins, you don't want to get too ahead of yourself. You rightly said that the when we're talking about the league and stuff, it's not over and we're not here for a travel and stuff like that. That's not all been done. But you look at Rafe, Anthony, you think Celtic can go into that game and make changes. I mean, Alan's Postacoglu alluded to the fact that he rotation and now we've got the squad to do it. And I think Johnny makes a great point. Scales coming in would be good to see. Uralovic's come back in from his illness. Hope it's not too serious. Hope he hope he features. And then Ben Doke, even Carmoko Dembele, he's back in training. Haven't really seen him on the bench, but it'd be good to get these players involved again, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think he'll. He might not ring the changes in terms of you know sort of in a wholesale, wholesale sort of manner, but there definitely will be um, some some guys coming in. Um, it's all about just make, making sure the the quality's still there. Of course, I mean. We're all of a generation that you know the the name Raid Rovers is uh, spoken in hushed tones when it comes to cups uh, at Celtic. You know it was the uh, first time I ever cried watching a game of football when the maestro missed the penalty in the cup final that that year. Um, so yeah, we're, we're always um, wary, making sure that never that doesn't happen again. Um, but yeah, I mean I, I think there, there will be changes, um, and you you know you got to go out and treat these games properly. Um, but yeah, certainly at home, um, I would. I would expect Celtic to have uh, more than enough quality to get through to the, the last eight. Yeah, 100%. I think I'm not even going to try that name. I'm really not because I'm bad at names, but he makes a great point in terms of Rako Fada. I think he's getting great reviews at the minute within the, the B team setup, and it'll be good to see him be involved. I think he started for Ireland today, the under 17s in their game, so he's an up and coming player. And Johnny, you look at it, we always do lineup, so we'll start with lineup prediction. What are you going for? Um, being in goals. Um, I, I know, but it's Rafe Rovers, and, and he's not going to play. He's not going to. He's not going to not. I don't think. I don't think you would see me do that. I don't. Know. I know. Honestly, I, I don't. Well, I, I, strongest eleven or or what I think will happen. I think. I think he's going. What to you play, think? I think he's going to play Bain. I hope to see Juranovic back in. If not, Ralston depends on the two. Um, at the back, I would love to see 
Julian in, but he wasn't even on the bench the other night, so I'm not yeah. too sure. Or whether that could be, listen, we're not wanting to travel you up to, to sit in the cold at Pataudry, sit in the warm for your house, we want you ready for Sunday. So, But you know what? I'm going to bank on it. I'm going to go Julian, and I'd love to say Scales at centre-back. I'd love to say that. So do you know what? I'm just going to say Julian, Scales, Taylor, midfield, McGregor plays every week for me. He's the first man mm-hmm. to keep. Um, McGregor, do you know what? I'm going to go beat on Holden, McGregor, and I'll say Hatati again. I think I think O'Reilly okay. will leggy. Um, and then I'll say Abada, Gukimakis, and I still think he'll play Jota. That's quite a strong team. It does show a strength and depth, doesn't it? It, it really does, Anthony. Yeah. The rotation is definitely there. And he, even, he didn't even mention Rodzik. Do you know what I mean? So there's another player you could have free in that midfield position. But what would you go for, Anthony? Uh, yeah, so I, I think there'll probably be, maybe be a few more changes, but um, yeah, like that's uh, I would certainly not be against that team uh, starting. Um, like you say, I don't think Julian will start, but I normally would have picked Bain to go in goals, but just with the fact that he picked Joe Hart to play against Arloa, um, although it was away from home, I, I, I take that, but I think he will stick with Hart and goals. Um, I think he'll start with Alisson and bring Juranovic on uh, later if, if, he's, if possible. Um, I think Scales will feature, but possibly not on the left-hand side. And Starfell and Welsh, I think, will be your, your, your centre-half pairing. And uh, I think you have... Um, I think Beton will feature along with... Um, I think McGregor will, will play as well. And uh, Rogic. And the front uh, on the left-hand side to start, I think he'll go with Maeda. Up front, Yakimakis, and on the right, James Forrest. Um, but all the all the big guns, I think, will be on the bench. You know, just uh, just in case they're needed. Yeah. You know, your your Jotas and your Abadas and and whatnot. But uh, for the start, I think that's that's more than enough at home uh, to to beat Rays Rovers. Hi, my team I mean, I'm just going to go with yours now as well. That's <laughs> <laughs> forgot, forgot about Welsh. Forgot about Rovers. Uh, honestly.
Six. <laughs> I'll flip. Oh, all this man's optimism. Uh, I'll go. I'll, I'll go for. I'll, I'll go three nil. I'll, I'll be. I'll, I'll try and uh, keep, keep it relatively uh, respectful. But uh, yeah, and then hopefully um, get on an athletic in the quarterfinals. On an athletic, yeah. tough team. Absolutely tough team. I'll go. I'll go four nil. I'll just be in the middle. I'll be the conservative one of the group. Six nil, three nil, four nil. 100%. It's still a win <laughs> through to the next yeah. round of the Scottish Cup. But nah, look, just <coughs> really good results and we beat Mother away convincingly. 4 0 could easily be more. Um, when you look back to the start of this season, Dundee, um, St Mirren, when you look at the squads we put out then compared to what we've got now, we played Ray Rovers earlier on in the season. Do you know what I mean? So for me, I, I, I'm going to go, I'm sticking with six. I'm going for it. The big guns always. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, there's some comments. But John agrees with Vasaro. I mean, there, I think there's a play there as well. Francis says five free because he's playing the legend Barkas. Ian <laughs> saw he saw Barkas at a calf today. He was asked the owner if he was getting some olive oil for his gloves. Oh, mental. But look, Johnny, I want to come to yourself obviously before we round up the show. And literally, man, you're, you're making waves in the football world, whether it be Celtic, you're vlogging, you're journalism doing you're doing everything you're, you were in milan recently your videos are getting over a hundred thousand views and it's absolutely fantastic just let us know all about it no, first of all i really appreciate that it's, it's nice to get a wee bit of, a, a, wee bit of, a wee bit of praise um no 100 no, it's great it kind of started as um like like i said i kind of came from a gaming scene uh playing a lot of kind of call of duty and fifa and uh, i had some good connections down in england within football um and they decided to kind of get into the podcast and stuff like like your, your, yourselves do. It was more, I had a player on for an hour and, and chatted with them. And uh, and it kind of started from that. And then during the Euros, I was supposed to have one of the England players on. But then England went so far, so I had no content to do. Uh, no content yeah. plan. It would be quite a big episode to kickstart the YouTube off again. And that never happened. So somebody said, why don't you just do a vlog? In the Scotland games. So I had my kilt on and went to, to Stirling with my mate, uh, in the pub watching this tiny game just a bit of a laugh put it on youtube got a great response from it so then i was like right let me contact some other clubs so like stenhouse muir uh, motherwell stuff like that they let me do a wee bit of filming i was like this is great but then when celtic came back i was like for previous jobs i've never been able to follow celtic every week i haven't i'll never say that i have and there's loads of fans out there who who go every week and, and credit to them and haven't missed a game in years. But when I went to Celtic Shabonek, that kind of vlog, and I was still learning, like you go back and watch it, they're absolutely terrible. The editing skills are so bad. Um, but Celtic got so many views and it wasn't about the views for me at first because it wasn't like a full-time thing. It was just more of a kind of hobby. And then I was like, well, why am I going to clubs, no disrespect to the other clubs who let me go in and film because they helped me get started. But it was like, why am I going to other clubs when I'm not passionate about it? If, say, it was Stenhouse Muir scored, I'm like, oh, good goal. Yeah. Celtic score, I'm, I'm elated. I'm, I'm I'm jumping through the roof because that's the team I support. It's the team I was brought up to support. So, And then it went from there. And then next thing you know, we've got um, with Inter Milan, like we said, asked ask me to go over and do some stuff and uh, hopefully doing some stuff with a league, which we've signed a few players from. I can't say who it is, but uh, right, but uh, hopefully doing a wee bits and bobs there, which is great because the one thing that I've really took from my content, even though we get loads of views and I'm the lucky one who's behind the camera making the stuff and getting all the nice words, is like there's so many Celtic fans from Ireland, from Japan, from uh, Australia, 
who, I mean, I had this guy from Canada message me, which I won't say his name, but he messaged me and he said that he had to move out to Canada to look after his mum or whatever, who, who wasn't quite well. And what the vlogs bring him is like a, the experience of him being back at the stadium and he misses it so much and he's been out there for like 15 years now. He's just not come back and, and that's one thing he missed, missed about it. So things like that is really, really good. And, and especially like buying General Sale, I've still, still on the waiting list for, for a few years or two and a half years now, but refuse to take one in the upper tier. I'm no doing it. I just can't. I'm, I'm, I'm on my side's terrible. So, um, so when you buy general sale every week, you realise how much it actually costs to support Celtic, and if you're a, and and that's not Celtic's fault; it's just football in general. So, um, for me to give that kind of fan experience of sitting in the seat after the game to a family of say four, like I've got parents message me saying, "Listen, the kids love it. Like they're sitting in their Celtic jammies in front of the telly with the vlogs and stuff like that. That's what makes it for me. It's like." I really, really do enjoy it. So, um, obviously, a lot of vloggers get a, a lot of stick because it's all about them and stuff. For me, it's just really about sharing my passion of Celtic. So, no, but I've, I've really been enjoying it and it's great because I get to meet guys like yourself and come on podcasts and, and chat. And uh, But if you told me I had, a, I had a, a career on camera a few years ago, I'd have, I would never have believed you. I don't think any of my mom would have believed you either. I mean. <laughs> but uh, I know it's going well and... Uh, for, for only been doing it since the start of this season properly at Celtic, it, it's been great. I've had some great opportunities thanks to like Celtic and stuff. I've got to interview me, Ange, Kyogo, McGregor. It's been brilliant, and uh, nah, I'm just taking it in my stride and count myself very lucky to be in the position I'm in. Yeah, man. I mean, it comes across in your vlogs, and it's all kind of family orientated. You're spreading the love of Celtic Football Club, and I can imagine kids in their Celtic pajamas shouting and cheering when you're on the screen. It's unbelievable, yeah. man. I think you're. I think one of your most popular was the the Derby game, wasn't it? It just literally skyrocketed. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a hundred thousand in a day or two. Um, things like that are 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 great because obviously now this is my full time job. I, I quit my job with no money, practically bankrupt to to, to follow Celtic because I knew there was something there and um, yeah. And I know how expensive it is, and, and it's not. I'm not telling people not to go and watch Celtic. Like I'm not, but we're sold out every week anyway. So what I'm doing is I'm just giving fans that little thing. We get kids on, like I said. It's really, really good to have the the family orientated stuff is great because that's what Celtic's about. Uh, I could mm-hmm. go to the pub before the games and get absolutely blittered and, and vlogs steaming, but what do you gain from that? It's it's like we get kids on who now come up and ask to be on the show, and we ask them who their favourite player is and stuff like that's great because. It's like them being in the telly. YouTube is the new the new TV as such. So, um, yeah, it's it has it's it's been it's been brilliant and like there's loads of nice stuff we've been able to do like stuff I don't put on Twitter like families message saying it's just too expensive to go to the games and I've bought them a few tickets mm-hmm. to go to the games and, and go. But it's not for me to put that out and say we've done this we've done that. That's just for people who have watched the stuff. The money that yep. I've earned, I've always gave a wee, a wee bit back and uh, we're getting people all along with the games, which is great. So, um, yeah, just honestly really enjoying it and it's it's just brilliant. To, I'm very lucky to be a Celtic fan. I was on a podcast a few months ago, Celtic Supporters Podcast, and it's one of the things I'm very, very grateful for in life. I'm very lucky to be a Celtic fan. It sounds cheesy, but when you when you <laughs> actually look at the other clubs that are out there and um, obviously you're born into Celtic, I'm very lucky to be a Celtic fan. It's, it's brilliant. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah. So, no, nah, I'm loving it, guys. It's, it's been good. It's been good. I think it's it's unique. I mean, when we all started the podcast, we we all come on, and obviously I had the guys on: Anthony, William, Ross, Francis, John, 
they all introduced themselves and they said what their love was from Celtic and their family brought them up. That's the way we all are. It's all family oriented and it's great to see what you're doing. I mean, we've got a bit of love here tonight, Anthony, from Australia, which is fantastic to see. So, I mean, we're getting out as well, Anthony, and this is your first appearance in the podcast in about three or four weeks. Have you enjoyed it? Oh, it's been great being back on, mate. As I, as I said at the, at the start of the, the night, it's just been a, a bit of a mental uh, few weeks, as you can imagine, we we moving house and stuff. Um, but so... I've been enjoying watching the, the action, don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, it's just it's been great to get back on. It's been great being on with, with Juddy as well and him, uh, you know, get, telling us all about his, his experiences and stuff. It's great. And he's absolutely buying on the money with regards to, you know, the you know, to get the kids being able to, you know, watch the action and stuff through the, the, what he is doing because, you know, that's how you attract the next generation of, of supporters, you know, the, you know, the way that, um, you know, not just kids, but the way that people in general now are, seeking and gaining entertainment it's it's, to, it's totally different to even when we were you know 17 18 it's it's, it's totally changed uh, even sky sports to a lot of these people will be will be obsolete nowadays and uh, it's just everything's a lot more instantaneous so anything that can can sort of you know spread the the good name of celtic uh, further um it can only be a good thing so Hats off to him for that, and um, as I say, mate, we've loved having you on this show, and um, you're more than welcome back anytime. I just get the wee yeah. cartoon drawn up, main stick me in the end, like the Ashley Cole, just a couple of centimetres. <laughs> <laughs> in the come on, uh, come on! But no, like you said, and, and I think when we talk about the kids, like for anything, like even there'll be kids and stuff, or people who are younger, maybe under 18s who'll watch your podcast and stuff like I remember being young I wasn't interested in football watching football on the telly like I was too busy talking to my dad asking him questions or whatever but YouTube is a platform where kids can actually like feel the passion or like for, for instance for my videos they can feel what it's like to actually be a fan and what football can bring you as a person like that enjoying the game stuff like that whereas when I was five six seven I'm no I'm no looking at how many times my is on the shoulder, how many times he's dropped in and cut a ball. Do, do you know what I mean? So that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's why like when the kids are going, they watch you and then they get more into football and then next thing you know, they're, they're there every week and they're, they're going, all right, we're going to the game today. So nah, it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's just a platform. It's like anything else. It's like when Facebook came out, people were like, whatever, like set the vlogs or the kind of way into thing and you see a lot of the kind of people who do the YouTube are now anti are now actually progressing and it's places like Sky because they're trying to change the kind of format of it. But uh nah. That's brilliant. Love it. Love the yeah, podcast as well. There's so much Celtic podcast. This is, this has been a great one. I've enjoyed this but there's there's loads out there and it's just a platform where you can get Celtic twenty four seven. So I it's it's brilliant. And you guys do a lot of my research as well, which is great. Because uh, you just talk <laughs> and you look about eight hours worth of research. So I just take you know after and go, right, cheers, cheers, lads. <laughs> <laughs> right, do you know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean we're, we're we're all guilty of dip checking, Johnny. Don't worry oh, about that. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> I mean, and as you said, there's endless Celtic content out there, which is endless Celts. Shameless plug, had to do it there, boys. But Love what it. a great show, Johnny. We appreciate you coming on. Pink Felvin, Anthony Dunn's back in the back in the studio, back in the podcast, and from all of us until we speak again, which will be next Tuesday. How to get that right in my head, there, Johnny? Tuesday. Stay well and keep safe. Heel, heel. Thank you, guys. Cheers.